Love Thy Nerds Giving Tuesday fundraiser is happening through November 30th. Every dollar you donate is an entry into our giveaways for some sweet nerdy prizes, and it supports us in making a difference in nerd culture missions throughout 2023. All donations are tax deductible since we're a 501c3 nonprofit. Love Thy Nerd exists to be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture, and you help us make that happen. You can give to our fundraiser by going to lovethynerd.com forward slash give. Thanks so much, nerds. Here we go. Hey there, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show, and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. And we're doing this thing live. live. We do it live. Big deal alert. Kind of is a big deal. It's unprecedented. That's more, yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. That's a word. Not a huge deal. It's just unprecedented. <laughs> Those things are different. Yeah. We are live on twitch.tv slash love thy nerd for our giving Tuesday stream. And for those of you that are watching us live, hey, 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 thanks for being here. And also we're doing it early. We are. We are doing it early. So usually you have Thanksgiving mm-hmm. I remember. on Thursday. Then Friday is Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have Cyber Monday. Uh, you skipped one. What? Uh, what did I skip? Uh, what is it called? Shop Local. Saturday? Oh. Sunday? That's their, they, they're shop adding, lo- more, adding more days. And then, um, yeah, Cyber Monday, then Giving Tuesday. Then so giving after Tuesday. you have spent Small all of your Saturday. money on yourself and your, you know, your people that you're getting all your gifties for, then mm-hmm. you can do your charitable giving, which... If you have any money left. If there's any money left over. And being a charity... That has done Giving Tuesday before. Uh-huh. Thank you to those of you who have given to us before. Um, we've been the recipients of mm. the leftovers and the rattling change and stuff like that. And again, thank you for that. But if the whole point of it is to give people opportunities to give, uh-huh. why not give them the best opportunity to give? Because we're already asking for money. Let's be real. <laughs> well, I mean, truthfully... Biblically speaking, oh, here we go. I just feel like Started. it offers a chance for more sacrificial giving than the leftovers afterwards. Fair enough. I just feel like it actually. First fruits. I, yeah. Which I'm not saying you need to give to LTN with your first fruits, but I think it, I don't think that we need to worry about our charitable giving or our giving to the Lord or anything like that after all of the other spending like that doesn't as a Christian make sense to me. I like it. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to say Cain and Abel. I was also, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that was in my mind. It's a really interesting story when you think about it, because right. it's not that they both didn't offer something, because they absolutely both did offer something, but it was the way and the what in which mm-hmm. they offered the things. Mm-hmm. God even gave Cain an opportunity to go change it, and he's like, you're not my dad. Which, you know, it's your everybody's money and yeah. everybody can decide what they want to do. And I'm not trying to Christian guilt anybody, but that's why this it's format yeah. makes sense to me actually to do it before all of the, yeah. 
all of the other. And so we're trying it. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> everything that we do is an experiment in some way, shape or form. And so that's what this is. <laughs> Am I Kate? <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, Kate. But hey, we we want to let you guys know who we are just in case this is your first time or if you're listening on a syndicated platform um, and you hopped into this episode or somebody shared it or whatever. We're Love Thy Nerd. We are a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. We are a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization. And if that stuff means anything to you, cool. If it doesn't, we are a parachurch organization that exists to be the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. We do that a thousand different ways. One of the ways is by hanging out on the internet, building relationships, telling you Jesus loves you, and then taking the time to prove that statement to be true by the way that we treat you and interact with you. I'm Bubba. I'm the CEO and one of the founders here at Love Thy Nerd. I've been a nerd culture uh, missionary minister for the better part of a decade now. And I am now in charge of LTN and helping it go to the places it needs to be with the help of my team and so many other people that volunteer with us. And this is my wife, Anna. Hey, everybody. I'm less nerdy. I'm not completely unnerdy. Yes. But less nerdy. Um... Pertinent to this episode is, you know, one of my my most major nerdy things about me right. is like that I had just a huge like Legolas the elf <laughs> was my first elf crush on that dude major heartthrob. Um, loved me some Legolas. I, so. I am still trying to compete with that guy, and he's not even real. It's I mean I don't know how anybody can. I not even Orlando Bloom can compete with Legolas, the elf. Like, Orlando Bloom as any other character. Not doing it for me. Not so much, yeah. No. Um, no. Uh, Nerdo Divergent. I actually kind of oh, really like that. Uh-huh. I like that a lot. Same. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, but that's who we are. That's, that's who we, we are. Do. And we yep. have this podcast together, and you can go check it out at lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds. And you can listen to all the episodes and then subscribe on your platform of choice. If you want to, we don't want to pressure you, but we would love it. Well, um, I thought one thing that we could talk about just in this first little bit here is, and this is not really something that happened recently, but it's something that I wrote down because I just thought it was funny. Did you, were you like a really imaginative player? Like just world building and, you know, living in a fantasy land and... Nope. (laughs) Our children, who are not necessarily super that way, like I, one of them is. I did grow up that way a little bit, but I will say that I feel like I am not actually creative at world building, like even a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was along for the ride. I would follow in my like older sister and brother's footsteps and do whatever they were doing. My brother is like world building. Oh my dialed gosh. up to 11 oh, like yeah. like big time yeah um can just kind of almost live there whatever you think the top of the dial was more than that <laughs> yeah. yeah um i what i had like zero imagination is what it felt like um and here's an example of that is my character in this like imaginary world that mm. we had as children that we would go outside and play and um, we called it Dreamland. Well, I don't know who ma- made that up. Yeah, yeah I love it. Um, I think I was supposed to be a fairy. Okay. Maybe. 
Um, and I had little like Pegasus flying horses. Um, and their names were. Oh, I cannot wait for this. <laughs> I've told you this. Oh, before. do I know this already? I might have even talked about it on this podcast. Very creative here. I had a black one. Blackie. And a silver one. Silvery. Or a gold one and a silver one. So it was Goldie. blacky, goldy, and silvery. Nice. Those okay, were perfect. Names. I love it. <laughs> really? Kind of writes itself after a while, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just cringy and bad. <laughs> but anyway, so I was I would not say I'm particularly like creative and groundbreaking in the imagination department. Um, but <clears throat> I was listening to the kids playing um, oh. a while back and it was funny because I was like, I feel like I didn't play like this. Um, the, I wrote, I, this is what I wrote down about it. Okay. I think you were gone for this. So um, they were playing super villains. They were all not superheroes. They were super villains. Um, Naomi wants to be the team leader. It's her right. At 399, she's the oldest team member. Wee. Caleb also wants to lead the team, and they don't seem to be able to work it out. What is even the point of this game? We aren't ever going to start stealing stuff. <laughs> all we ever do is fight about who we all want to be. And that they were currently working on a plot to steal the Diamond of Doom uh -huh. yeah. and the Pocket Watch of Knowledge. Oh, man, that Pocket Watch of Knowledge, though. Like... Uh, I was just like... It was funny. Well, I mean, she's almost 400. Yeah. So you got to yep. go with the seniority on that one. <laughs> he, our kids are like hyper creative. Um, I, you know, you, you, you didn't even talk about Levi. And I would think he's the most creative player of all of them. Sure. Maybe by well, himself. I mean, he does. He's one of those like always has action figures with him. And they're always like deep in combat and all the sound effects and yeah. everything. I feel like in my house, there was a lot of like gun noises. Hmm. Okay. Um, his are, it's all superheroes all the time. All superheroes. Yeah. yeah he grew up uh, in- Dinosaurs. Like he's been dinosaurs. big into dinosaurs. A lot, a lot of fantastical things. Yes. Okay. Yes. He's not playing cowboys and- No, cops uh, and rubbers. Cop, none, none of that. that no. No. He's, uh -uh. He is, and he's a space cadet as far as like things go. Uh, and names. He probably doesn't even name his superheroes because he can't remember he can't real people's anything. names. We're sitting around. <laughs> he doesn't even cousins. remember all of our family members' no, names. No, and I'm like, hey, who's that person you've been hanging around with three hours? I don't know. <laughs> girl. Um, you know, it's like. <laughs> that it, girl. Yeah, it's, I'm like, it's what like, is that girl's name? It's like Bird Box. We were watching Bird Box. Yeah. You know, whenever yeah. that came out and it was like, boy, girl. I'm like, you know, God of War. <laughs> didn't take the time to learn any of that stuff, but I don't know. Hey. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Rings of Power, and today you can look around and see all of the stuff that Tolkien has has built with his world building and books and games and all sorts of stuff. That yeah, I'm just not at that from. level. I'm just not. So, Sorry. Hopefully that's just a little bit of a primer as to what you can um, expect from what we're talking about today. But we're going to focus here in just a minute on the relationships that have been built in the Rings of Power specifically. And some people might argue that that's not really Tolkien world building or relationship building or anything like that um, because it's Amazon. But hey, we're gonna talk about some of that stuff here in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're gonna be talking all about relationship building inside of the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power from Amazon Prime. Not a sponsor, but hit me up if you wanna be. Right here on the Church Notes Podcast.
Sing praise. Let peace rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. The holiday season is in full swing, and as we prepare the meals, deck the halls, and make the memories, we can also find ourselves faced with deep, crippling sadness. What is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year many times feels like a weight we just can't carry. The stress of expectations, feeling the effects of loss or grief, shifting family dynamics as children grow and have families of their own. It all feels heavier than it should, bringing with it a cloud that darkens the brightest time of the year. Even through, or maybe especially through, those dark times, sing praise. Purpose time out of your day to choose joy. Time to acknowledge the good you're surrounded by and praise God for it. As you search for gratitude, you'll find that cloud slowly drift. And with every day that you've focused on thankfulness, the weight will lessen. And just as Colossians 3, 15 through 17 encourages, with your praise and thanksgiving will come peace. Peace that will overwhelm your soul and flood through you. Peace like a river that will not only change your holiday season, but will affect the whole body of believers. Sing praise today with a grateful heart, if for nothing else, because God has given Jesus his son. And for that, we have an eternity to be thankful for. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds once again. I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And today we are talking about relationships. Relationships. And the Lord of the Rings. Rings Rings of of Power. power. Why did we say that together at the same time? I didn't (laughs) like that. Because we're in love. You see how she, if you're watching this live, she didn't reach out. (laughs) Left me hanging. No, I'm. Turkey. We did it. Uh, that's okay. great podcast material, by um, the way. Anyway. No, okay. So we watched Drinks of Power. Mm. It took me a long time because um, if you're new to this show, this is the thing about Bubba and about me. We watch television at vastly different rates. Me, um, almost none at all, yeah, unless zero. it's the great British baking show. And then you're lightning. Not, I'm not even. I was like not current. I actually haven't even finished the finale, which is shameful. Um, I just have other things to be doing. Uh, Bubba will like binge an entire season of something in a night. And I'm always like, let's watch this together. And then he's like, I'm already on the eighth episode. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. we can rewatch it together. Yeah. Well, um, so one such thing was Rings of Power. We yes. were trying to watch it together. We got out of sync. Um, and I think you finished it on one of your trips that you were on in October. Yes, LTNCon. Yeah, because you had delayed for a really long time in watching it so that yeah. I could get on board with you. And then I actually also finished it while you were on that trip. Oh. I think oh. when you're not here... I don't know why I watch more things. I think because I'm bored at yeah. night without you. Right. And so like while I'm folding laundry or whatever, 
I, I pour all the laundry onto our bed so that I can't get in bed until I've actually folded the laundry. I hate folding laundry. It's like my most despised thing, though, like, chore. That doesn't normally stop you. <laughs> Sometimes I just, just crawl in under yeah, the laundry. Say, burrowing in under the laundry. It's more cozy. It's like a weighted blanket. Scooping it <laughs> off the bed just into a that um, into a basket. does happen sometimes. I have good intentions. Like you're like, oh, I did this when you were gone so that I did fold. And I'm like, no, that's not how that works. I'm glad well, you were motivated, though. Anyway, I finished it. I finished it. And then I was like, okay, so we can talk about it now. So we're kind of late. Um, and so if this is spoilery, I mean, sorry, but it has been over like for a little while. So yeah, it's Anna and I talk about this pretty frequently because she's like, oh, this is going to be a spoiler. And I'm like, the spoiler ban is in the community. Sure. Yeah. Not on this podcast. Um, okay. So. But we're not going to like. <sighs> Spoil, spoil, spoil things, because there's a there are several angles that we could take when we're talking about, you know, watching Rings of Power or t- talking about Rings of Power. Obviously, one of the things that we have to talk to talk to talk about is how steeped in controversy. Yeah, this series has been. And yeah. we're not going to like dive all the way into it because it's just like bleh, like a cesspool of grossness. Yeah. Um, Shocker. Something very, subjective. very toxic because this was one of those shows that got. I would consider it to be like review bombed a little bit because when you go and look at the reviews, it's like a bunch of five star reviews and a bunch of one star reviews and not that many in between, which is like, okay, so I guess we're not actually evaluating it on its merit or content or anything. We're just like throwing opinions like loved it, hate it. It's just like thumbs up or thumbs down. Five stars, one star. (laughs) Um, Which neither are helpful. not, Not really. Not really. No. Um, and, you know, the the one star reviews a lot came from fans of Tolkien's works up to this point. Yeah. Some of them fans of the, the Peter Jackson, like, sure. interpretations of the Lord of the Rings, which are what I grew up on, yeah. kind of. I mean, my family read the books and then, like, we would go and watch the movies at the theater. That was, like, really fun while they were coming out maybe might have cosplayed just a little bit. Yeah, maybe um, just a little bit. And and so, like, I will confess that I had, like, some reservations because it's Amazon that's producing it. Yeah. And it's like, are they going to botch this? Can it possibly be as beautiful as what, you know, Stephen Jackson put Steven together? Stephen Jackson is Steven a friend ja- of ours. Stephen Jackson. You're oh thinking of Percy I told you Jackson. the brain fog. Percy Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson put together because obviously my family watched all of the appendices and all of that stuff. Mm. Um, So, so um, to address those concerns, yes, it is still beautiful. The budget was like astronomical out of this world. Oh yeah. I wish there, I hope someday there are some like documentaries or whatever about the making of, of these things, you know, like the garments, the, the metal pieces, the sets and the minis and all of those different things. Um, so like production level and well, really good. Even then, even then it got slammed for that. I know, which is why I'm like, I don't feel like you're actually, did you watch it? 
<clears throat> you know, did, like, did yeah. you watch it or you're just a lot of the things that I heard in that vein were like people would say, um, <laughs> well, for that much money, I expected it to be better. Good. And I'm like, this is what I showed you guys my garage. If you watched live, like, I don't think I have any room to be talking about Amazon could have done better. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to get my stream not to crash. And so, yeah. Um, then some of the other stuff that people had to say, it was like, well, is he going to ruin the story? Because they they only have the rights to these certain amounts of stuff, which is sure. not complete, but they're trying to tell, you know, a story that has to deal with all of this stuff that they, they don't have the rights to. And are yeah. they just going to botch this? And there was potential that that could happen. Oh, absolutely. There's um, always that. There's always that potential. Um, but I think sometimes we forget that the people making this stuff are also big fans a lot of times. Most of the time. And so, you know, sometimes it works out that they're, that they are being careful, yep. you know, I don't know. Um, and then there was this even more toxic element that had to do a lot with the fact that there was a lot of screenwriting that put women in position of positions of power yep. in some world building that was primarily dominated by like Men. male leadership yep. um, and casting people of color yep. in, you know, a story that was written in a very like Eurocentric Absolutely. frame of mind. Yep. And it's like, well, that's not consistent. And <sighs> like, Never you mind. Okay. It's all made up anyway. It's all fantasy. Um, I don't know what you want from me right now. I don't do it with my hands. You know, like. Yeah. Um, I just like, here's my deal is I, I can't control what anybody thinks and I can't really speak into I like, I, I feel like there needs to be a little bit of a call to accountability, at least for believers, because. Tolkien has a very large following base in like the Christian and religious circles. Yeah. And sadly, those are a bunch of the people who were just slamming it. Yeah. And it's like, here's the deal. Jesus elevated women and Jesus elevated minorities. So it's like, why in this fantasy world are we still trying to squash people down and tell them that they don't belong? Exactly. I just don't. I'm not here for that. This is this is not an, an issue where I don't believe this is an issue where we're like rewriting history because again, should have muted that. Ha, that was you and not me. You can't prove anything. Ha ha ha. Um, it, it, I don't think it's one of those those deals where like, we're rewriting history because it's not. It's fantasy. It's, 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 it's fake. I mean, there are some interesting moments where I, I mean, what? I don't know that we're going to really talk about this. I think things like the orcs are like very much dehumanized in, you know, Tolkien's work. And then in this, yeah. you've got Adar who has this weird kind of like father relationship and ha and shows compassion mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. to basically his orc family. And that's a weird dynamic so, to throw in there when you have like grown up your whole life being like, orcs are terrible and basic and not, yeah. you know. And to to know. be fair, like as they were written, you go back and, you know, read about it in the Silmarillion and all that stuff. And that's how it was written. But these, 
like a lot of what is being built, like the world building that's happening, you know, some of it that's happening here in Rings of Power is not just lands and spaces. It's, it's people and feelings and, and bringing, legitimately speaking, you know, more modern understandings of people and their spaces and places into this beloved spot. Right. And so... And, and I can understand to an extent where people are like feeling like, well, this work is basically being hijacked by people with a different agenda. Right. Because I kind of feel that way about Anne with an E. I've talked about this before where I'm like, I feel like you've taken a character that is definitely a certain way and turned this yeah. character into something completely different. And it drives me crazy. And it's not that that is not a story worth telling, but that is a completely different character. Sure. Make your own character. Okay. <laughs> Talked about that. So if that is what people are feeling, like I can identify with that to a certain extent, but it's also like, maybe we need to check that sure. a little bit and be like, why does this bother me on such a deep level? And is that actually like, is it justifiable or godly or any of those things? Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like a lot of times it's not. So that's kind of my very long sort of, yeah. hey, we realize that all of that is out there. That is actually not what we primarily want to talk about today. Not yet anyway. Um, but it is important to get it out there. Like that's, that, that is the basis for all of these, these things is first and foremost, we, <clears throat> we, we get it. Like it, it's not one of those things where somebody's like, no, you just don't understand. No, like we get it. We, we, Anna and I, if nobody else on the planet, we understand what it is that you're trying to say. What we're trying to help you understand is that there needs to be space for more relationship. Um, and I would say for, for representation, um, and you know, for, for people to see themselves in the rings of power. Um, and if it's just a bunch of, you know, pretty white dudes. Um, it just ain't going to hit. Wait, are you talking about? I'm talking about legless. Okay. Yeah, well, you, know, you know that I'm talking about legless. He is pretty. But I mean, like when we're going to get into some, some things and you guys know some of the stuff that we're talking about. And, you know, even if it's like, oh, yo, well, you, a, a dwarf woman would have been a full beard and all, you know, it's like, okay, but there are creative liberties that are being taken and all of this stuff if you get hung up on the minor, what I would consider minor details um, of what you think might be X, Y, and Z, you're going to lose the bigger picture of the stuff that's actually happening, which is some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about here in just a little bit with the different characters and how they interact together. Um, you talked earlier a little bit about Adar. Um, that kind of like that that kind of story building, that kind of um, like relational uh like character progression i would say more than relational that stuff i think the first time you and i saw that was in maleficent where sure it yeah. was like and we even had to go like i don't know, I don't know if, if i like, like this <laughs> yeah you know, yeah, like, yeah don't you dare don't you dare humanize maleficent a super villain because she is the living worst you know um still true i, I I'm, I'm not a maleficent fan yeah. 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 And so, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, we, we say this all the time at LTN is that like people are uh, some of the moments that have led up to that moment right then. Things, right. things don't happen in a vacuum. Sure. You know, and that said, sometimes people 
still do horrific things. Sure. Yeah. And that and those things aren't justified just because right. You know, we can understand how it happened. Like just because we can understand how it happened doesn't make doesn't it okay. Doesn't make it okay. So like you know. But it might be worth knowing. And so yeah. in, in something as silly and ridiculous as the rings of power for us to go back and like this show is going to over the next four seasons of which there are five that have been pitched, this show is going to open up, um, Sauron's story. Like that's, that was the, that was the pitch. Right. And so the way that it starts to do that early on, um, is with Adar, um, and with, a couple of other characters and we're starting to see some of how that stuff moves forward. And I think that even with the people, and maybe this is something that we can pull out of it, even with the people that we don't, we don't want to understand, even with the people that, sure. that we, we just want to vilify 100%, right? No ifs, ands, or buts about it. We don't want there to be any portion of their story that we can identify with. Mm-hmm. We don't want there to be any portion of their story that we can feel um, genuine uh, pain and sorrow for. We just want to be able to to look down and squash those people and maybe have a common enemy. I don't know like what what the thing is. It, it's tough because sometimes it's like, well, and or if for me to try to understand this person who has done this horrible thing, yeah. is that diminishing the victims sure. and their trauma? Sure. Um, it's tough. It's hard. It is a hard tension to, to have things in. Yeah. So, um, okay. Wow. That was a lot. We're like, (laughs) we haven't even gotten into these. Okay. So let's just dive in to some of our favorite, like little relationships that go on. I love Nori and Poppy. Sure. The, uh, the Harfoot, the Harfeet, Harfoots, Harfoots. Yeah. Um, it was like jarring to see the Harfoots on screen the first time. Cause it's like, yes. I mean, this is like hobbitish, but it's like nomad hobbits. Um, but all their sweet little flower crowns and their cool, like straw hairdos and stuff like that. Super fun. I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm going to the Silmarillion right now. Uh-huh. Um, and I say that like I'm actively doing it. I had been doing it. I plan to get back to it. Okay. Um, I don't, can somebody let me know if the, Silmarillion talks about Harfoots, or if those are just completely made up predecessors to. Yeah, I don't. Hobbitses. I don't know. I didn't like nerd out about origins of anything, but I felt like Nori and Poppy were almost recycled Sam and Frodo. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not quite, yeah. because um, Poppy doesn't end up like actually going off on her adventure with her in at the end of you know this season but it had very much that feel to it you have like the curious adventurous one and then you have the one who's maybe a little bit more cautious but has a lot of loyalty and is devoted and is warm-hearted um like poppy just like staying with her family and and making sure that they can carry their load oh yeah yeah um it was just very heartwarming um and I don't know, like, I don't know that she had a family, Poppy, or if she was kind of an orphan. And it, it never really kind of 
gets to that point. Not really, but I'm assuming that she kind of didn't have anybody. Had to come from somewhere, right? She had to come from somewhere. They are canon from Tolkien, says Silver. Ah, so yes. um, um, so somebody said that they are, uh, Wasabi Jane says they're from Concerning Hobbits, the prologue to Fellowship. Oh, okay. Okay. So, all right. So that was one relationship that I really, really liked. Um, you brought up Galadriel and her brother in like kind of the very beginning, like first episode, I think that one is. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Um, I was reading chat. Say it one more time. Galadriel and her brother. Oh, Galadriel and her brother. That's that. I think that that is the relationship that kind of launches the the main story arc um, that we see at least in season one. I'll say that because mm-hmm. we don't know where it's going to go in two and beyond. But she is really trying to gain restitution for her brother. And I, I feel like the whole, this whole season, she's like grieving her brother still. Oh, absolutely. In the most brutal way possible. In the most destructive, Like she is just awful after it. Way. Yeah. And I mean like that, it, you know, basically what happens is that um, Sauron is the one that, you know, kills her brother. And so I don't know exactly how all that goes down. We haven't really gotten to all that yet. I haven't gotten to that in, you know, the precursor story. It was Sauron or, or it was Morgoth? I think it was Sauron because it was the one that bore the mark. And that was the mark of Sauron. So, um, Werewolf. He was killed by a werewolf. Oh, well, there you go. Thanks. Thanks, guys. What a bunch of nerds in the chat. I'm I'm just glad because it's been a, a little bit of a minute since I watched it. And and I didn't I need to just like binge it to really retain yeah. everything. And I wasn't able to do well, that. Here's the thing. We can either remember all the information or all the names. Which one do you want? I'm having a hard time remembering names right now. Like we, I forgot Elrond's yeah. name because that is actually the amount of fog that yeah. is in my brain. We were right getting now. ready, and Anna was like, "What's what's his name? Thank what's his you, name? thank you, sinus infection. Elrond. You are just really a, a treasure." Yeah. Okay, so um, that grief uh-huh. of, of Galadriel's loss is something that is that ends up being weaponized against her. One hundred percent. Um, in the story, and so that's kind of an interesting dynamic. Um, we can probably you wanna you wanna call it here, or you wanna do one more? I think we can do one more. Okay, so the next one that we were going to talk about Oh, was, not this one, though. No, we're going to call We're not going to talk. <laughs> no, that's a big one. Sorry, I didn't look at the list. Hey, uh, seriously, thank you guys for people being in the chat. We're going to take a short break. Keep us on point. Um, again, I said we can either learn all the names or have all the information, and we actually chose neither. So we're going to need your help. It's a mishmash of both of those things that we have. But this more, is a group effort. More of this right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. And this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing Escape from Sin's Curse by Funhill Games. Escape from Sin's Curse was designed by Aaron Brenneau, with artwork by Johnny Jemison and Addy Saputra. You can purchase this game from funhill-games.com. Escape from Sin's Curse is an escape room type game that is set in the distant future. 
in this game, you are part of a group of scientists that have studied and are trying to figure out where the physically and spiritually void human race went wrong. The group is searching through an ancient library and come across an ancient writing, a Bible. Teammates will need to look up relevant Bible passages in order to figure out some of the clues and move forward in the game. The mystery of this game includes a time machine and is dependent on whether you make it to, back to Adam and Eve on time and follow the clues that can help reverse Sin's Curse. Escape from Sin's Curse is recommended for ages 10 and up. It is a great find for those who love escape rooms, figuring out puzzles, and putting together the clues to solve the mystery in a timely fashion. That is because you and your team are racing against the clock. This game can be used for game nights, Bible studies, youth groups, and so much more. I would highly recommend adding this game to your game shelf. It is the first escape room type game that Funhill Games has created. And once you play it, you'll want to play it again and again. I'm Danessa McPherson saying, go play a game, nerd. Hey there, and welcome back to the free play. Nope, that's not what I'm doing. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, man. You're doing great. It's uh, fine. This is actually Church Nerds. Church Nerds podcast. Yeah, welcome back to Church Nerds. Not, not free play. Um, <laughs> it's a bad idea for me to have chat up. Maybe you guys are derailing him. Yeah. Well, hey, anyway, uh, <clears throat> I'm Bubba, joined with my wife, Anna. I'm Anna. And we are talking all about Rings of Power today and specifically the relationships in the Rings of Power and the relationship building aspect mm-hmm. um, in the storytelling. Yes, because as much as great. world building was cool and the special effects were cool and the costumes were cool... The the storytelling and the really the relationships. Whoa, what's happening to my mouth right now? Relationships. Um, those were those those were good. They were good. Um, they were some of our our favorite part about watching Rings of Power. Um, so just to recap, we talked about Nori and Poppy. Nori and Poppy. Okay, loved it. Very heartwarming. Little story. About Frodo and Sam. I don't know what you're talking Jack about. Jack and Diane, but Frodo and Sam. Oh, it nope. was a secular song when okay. you were a, a baby Christian. Okay. Um, we also talked about Galadriel and her brother um, and just kind of how that launched basically the main story arc mm-hmm. for the, for the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Um, not that things wouldn't have happened because of it, because there were so many other things that were going on, but that was kind of the, the thing. Well, because she's on a, she's on a thousands of years long vengeance mission. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I, real quick, I thought it was really crazy that she went from being this peaceful elf that they had never known anything about death or whatever to like the author of death. Right. Like she's just very good at it. Sure. Um, 
So um, just well, I was thinking about that too, where like we we've watched, you know, all of the Lord of the Rings and seen Elrond and Galadriel in their like wizened Yeah, they're Nana and Peepaw state. I wasn't thinking Nana yeah. and Peepaw, but I was thinking more like parents. Oh, okay. Yeah, where it's yeah. like that watching Rings of Power has been like the moment when you actually realize that your parents are not superheroes and that they had to come by all of their wisdom the same way that you are having to come by all your wisdom, which is make a bunch of mistakes and yeah. um, like that you were watching that in real time or whatever. Uh, it, it's weird. So uh, that was that was a legitimate thought that I had. Like, I've never thought of Elrond as this like young borderline naive elf having to learn things having to learn that you know yeah I he might be being used right now or whatever elrond as like he's just of the internet he just has all of the knowledge <laughs> the from all of the things whether you need it or not mm-hmm. um but moving forward there are so many more relationship combos and we are not going to get to all of them this is not an extensive list this is just our list of the things that we thought might be cool you know, yeah. things that we enjoyed, relationships that we liked. Yeah. Um, and the next one on our list here is Nori and the Stranger. You remember when I told you stranger. that we're not going to do The reason I called things? him the Stranger is because that is how he's listed in the cast. Like if you go look it up in the cast, that's his name in the cast this list. Is, this is the the being that kaboom crashes. Fell from the stars. Into the, into the earth. Um, and then it's like, oh, I know who he is. No, wait, no, maybe I don't know at all who he is. I'm really, I was really scared for I, a moment. I will say, and this was one of the things that I told Anna as we were watching through and I was encouraging her to finish it. And I've told several people and I'm telling the entire internet right now, all of them, everybody on the internet. The, the guessing, the way that they keep you on, like, you think you know, and then you don't, and then you know, See, but then you might not, but then you make, like, they keep doing that with you on, on who the stranger is. That's so good. It is so good. So, yeah, I mean, you say it's so good. Some of the people with negative things to say have been like, oh, I totally saw that coming. That was so predictable. Nah. Maybe I'm just a buffoon. Like that they kept us on this wild goose chase for like, who is Sauron? Maybe it's this person. Maybe it's this person. Maybe it's this person. But that it was so blatantly obvious from the very beginning. I'm just going to say, not obvious to me. (laughs) I was like, what? Um, Yeah. Uh, Hypothetically, if you did figure out who it was, hypothetically, um, Spoiler alert, you do. But anyway, it's it's one of those deals where, like, Nori, she's there. She sees him fall and yeah. then run, basically just hightails it over there. Uh, yeah, I would be running oh, that's, away. So Poppy was saying. I, I'm Poppy. Yeah. I'm Poppy, for sure. Um, you know, but, like, well, Harfoots, they don't, they don't do adventure. Right. And so that that's like... Except for Frodo and, and Bilbo and Nori. Yes, there's three of them, plus <laughs> Sam, plus maybe Poppy. Um, but she wanted to go and figure that out. And so like that, her longing to know, like really drew her to the stranger right. over and over and over Well, again. so she knows because of the way that he came, that he is 
there's something about him special and she feels like there's some amount of destiny involved that she's meant to help him and things like that. And it becomes very obvious, like even more obvious that he's a powerful being, but it's very, the interesting thing is how this incredibly powerful being is pretty much dependent on someone so weak. I mean, as far as Harfoots go, Harfoots are a sturdy people and she's probably one of the sturdiest because resilient. Yes. Um, but still so small and like unassuming and just really humble, you know, origins. The Harfoots are not like, you know, men building great cities or elves with their gigantic tree houses or whatever. They actually don't build Jack or squat. They just roam. mm -hmm. They are true nomads. Yeah. And, and so, but he's kind of dependent on her. He's really dependent on anybody who will take the time to help him understand his environment. Mm -hmm. And that's what she does. Yeah. And once he gets oriented, like he's cool and he starts doing stuff. Yeah. But um, it it takes a minute and it takes some blunders. Yeah. And there are some scary moments in there and some like hard moments in there. Big time. Where, and she even goes back and forth of like, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. (laughs) Maybe this was all a mistake. Um, But one of the things about that that I love so much was that even as much as like was going wrong around him and it's really easy to be like, that's the problem get him out of here. She never gave up on him. Mm-hmm. Like that was all she just kind of held to like, this person is important. This person's important to me. And this person is going to be important to everything moving forward. Uh-huh. Um, and so when she had no idea of what he is or who he is or any stuff like that, she just knew that she needs to be there for him. I mean, all the way up to the very last moment that they're on screen together in season one Mm -hmm. it's she's putting her hope and faith and trust in him and standing right there by him all all of her eggs in the stranger basket i am just like dang like that there's something to be learned there you know now maybe don't do that with everybody like (laughs) not like oh you're a stranger i'm gonna you know everything Mm -hmm. for you but like stranger danger something to be learned there about like really sticking sticking with people yeah. Um, so that's really, I can't wait to see where that goes. I mean, it has to go somewhere. Has to, um, we'll see. I don't, I don't make anything. Uh, okay. So next is another weird one. Mm-hmm. A little bit. We've got Elrond and Celebrimbor. Celebrimbor. This one was interesting. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, um, Elrond is Elrond. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Agent Smith from the Matrix. Um, he looked way different, so that was yeah. It was because he was he was different. And Celebrimbor is the guy from the video games. Didn't play the video games, so War Shadow Mordor. Anyway, like, but for real though, like, yeah, it's it's Red Skull. Um, <laughs> is he Red? Ke- oh, uh, Elrond. Oh, I was like, wait, Red Skull. No, because yeah. Celebrimbor is he's from Downton Abbey, so yeah. But like, so the, the lore for Kellen Brimbor is, is he's the one that forged the rings. Okay. Um, and so the, all of the stuff that we have in the, the shadow of games, um, which Caleb loves to play and they're really fun yeah. stories. They're just not canon, um, <laughs> you know, forging an extra ring of power and all that stuff. 
but it's it's one of those deals that he was he was there and so we're getting to see that's what this entire story is kind of built on is the forging of the rings of power and mm-hmm. then how they're used and distributed and then all well stuff. i mean so this was one of those moments where it was like elrond is not a person up until this point that like i wouldn't think that elrond would be an easy person to dupe um or trick or anything like that and it's not it's like the motivation is a good motivation in trying to save our people sure. or whatever but he's used he's used by oh, like sure. everybody the elf king and literally and everybody um and his relationship that we'll later talk about with Durin is exploited like yep. kind of not i mean kind of unbeknownst to him i think he starts to become wise to it but like yeah he is exploited and i don't think i've ever thought of elrond as a person who would be like exploitable um well he was young what was he just a couple of thousand years old here just a a wee chap yeah so wet behind the ears can't even walk yet there was a fair like i don't know if it was dishonesty necessarily or just secrecy i think probably what it was um, and again, this is just conjecture, but I, I think that what it might have been was that he hadn't experienced that level of um, cloak and dagger, like that that level of the the politics and the governmental, you know, um, space that the elves lived in. Mm-hmm. Because when we're talking about like this, well, it's like watching House of Cards, and you're like, I don't want to think that politics is this dirty and gross, and you know, it probably is. Um, but apparently, even in the elf in oh, like government, that show is weird. Um, but anyway, uh, long story short, it's like there the the relationship there between Elrond and Celebrimbor, um, Celebrimbor rather. I always want to put an M before the B because again, that just is what a human would do. Um, <laughs> but that relationship, I don't even know what to do with that. To even call it a relationship, it's more of an more of an acquaintance, more of a okay, um, not even like apprentice. It's it's like they are colleagues, sure, you know, of yeah. sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, Elrond doesn't even seem, at least to me, that he has any kind of reverence for Celebrimbor. Um, yeah, or to to any real extent. Um, so that to me is kind of one of those. Those are two important people in the story that are in the same space, but every time they're there, it's like Spock and anybody, right? Like, <laughs> and you know, honestly, that's the character of Spock kind of came out of, um, you know, the elves of Lord of the Rings. And so like, like they sh- they share a lot of similarities. And so it's kind of this hollow space in relationship. Well, wouldn't land. be, wouldn't Spock be Elrond? Maybe. Both half human, right? Oh. Oh. Can you do this? Can you do the, <laughs> Okay. Huh? Just me. Cool. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how that goes. I'm sure that they're going to grow that character in, in that relationship because I'm sure they're going to have to work more together later. Um, but right now I feel like that was just kind of like the seed of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I'm with a few people who are like, how are the rings just forged so quickly? Like, da-da! The 3D there. printer. Yeah. He's three, really three good at what he does. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I would have liked for there to be more time on that, but that's okay. All right. Final two that we're going to talk about today. Yes. All right. Galadriel and Halbrand, uh-huh. King of the Southlands. 
king of the Southlands. Man. So this relationship was like all over, over the, the map. I could, I like it. I could not get a handle on it because for a while it's like it was kind of patronizing. Like she was stooping down and, you know, yeah, trying to help him out. And he didn't believe in, in himself. And she was trying to be supportive and remind him of his identity or, you know, like sure. she, she thought she was doing all these things. Then you get even further into it. And it's like, oh, no, maybe she's using him because she really needs him in order to continue yeah. this like quest for vengeance yeah. that she's on. So like he is was she a man patronizing him. Is she using him? Is she in love with him even at one point? Because it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, what, what is happening here? I don't know what's happening here. To me, that was that was what that story was. It felt like a tale as old as time. It felt like a weird, dysfunctional, like codependent relationship is what it felt like. Yeah. To me, where I was like, ugh, I don't I don't like it. Uh, so much so that when it finally got to like the the final like the the climax of that story arc, I was like Should have seen it coming. I should have seen that coming. well I was thinking maybe maybe maybe. Like to me, I'm like, that breaks, that breaks everything if this happens, but maybe cause like she, she looks like she just, oh, yeah. she just loved that boy. She's got those, those, the deer in the headlight look and like, that's what that they, and, and I think that like he was genuine in what he was asking her to come and be a part of what he was doing. Well, yes, but then it was, it was like the whole thing was flip flopped because it was yeah. like. He wanted to, her to come with him because he was basically using her. Like he needed her in order to do what he was trying to do and fulfill his. So like who's using who? That's where that weird yeah. code, codependent thing is. And she just has to like come to this point where she's like, I see what you're doing. Yes. I'm out. I'm done. I like, I am discontinuing this relationship and she draws a firm boundary, which we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. I legitimately think that, you know, as we're looking at each one of these um, relationships, the the point is not to just be like, let's talk about this nerdy stuff that happens in the nerd show. Like it's, is that my voice? How did you know that was your voice? (laughs) Um, But the the thing is like, what, what can we pull out of that? How can we see ourselves or people that we know or like real life things in those moments? And I think that this, that is a perfect example of, you know, Galadriel and Halbrand, like unhealthy, toxic relationships. That's going to go nowhere fast. It's when you need to be able to make that and break that, like make that distinction and break that Mm -hmm. when you see that in relationship. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. this is not, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not your counselor, um, but we at LTN, we want people to to not just think Christianly, but also think critically about the content that they consume. And so not just letting these shows be things that just wash over you, but allowing them to do what they're supposed to do, which is make you think about the world that you live in by experiencing them in fantastical places. And so, again... We'd managed to talk about that with really without really spoiling anything. That was pretty cool. I hope. I hope so. <laughs> I wanted to so bad, but I didn't. <laughs> I will just say there is no King of the Southlands. Anyway, um, moving on to the very last one. Okay. <clears throat> Durin and Elrond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or as somebody said in the chat earlier, Durand. Durand. <laughs> just 
you gotta you gotta ship those names, man. That this to me is the best. I agree with everybody who said it in chat. The absolute one hundred percent best relationship mm-hmm. in the whole show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of nuance in that relationship where it's like, <laughs> yes. He came to visit Durin under, you know, certain pretenses that yep. that he believed, mm-hmm. that he questioned a little bit, but wanted to believe the best. And then is finding out that maybe that wasn't true and then feels bad and like trying to determine loyalties. And then they both kind of find out that they've been keeping some things close to the chest. Yeah. Um, and then they have that moment where they own it and then they move on. They move on like and try to forge a way to have like to build past this moment of weak trust that they both had um, and decide that they, they love each other. It really needed to, it really needed to come to a head because they had, they had a relationship in the past and they loved each other. Mm -hmm. Best friends. Like that, that was the story that was being told there. And then something happens. I don't even remember what it was, if it was mentioned, but he didn't end up going Elrond did not go to the wedding. And Durin, because... He had a bowling orbs, tournament. Oh, he had a bowling tournament. Wow. That's an inside that's joke. A, that's a story for another <laughs> day there. Um, the, like, that, that created this fire inside of him that would not be quelched because of dwarfs and the way that they operate. They're a lot like fairies. You kind know? of it's feisty. Just, yeah, just one room for one emotion. Uh, well, it's a, a grudge not easily broken is Bingo. what it is. And so like that, that was something that Elrond had to work on. And even coming in with a, the little bit of deception that he had in order to gain information that he needed, when he got the information that he needed, he did, he did the right thing with the information. Which right. was that he did right by his friend. Well, I mean, he came in and he said, I've been being used, basically. And yes, I really need this certain thing. And it's a huge detriment yeah. to both me and my people if I don't have it. But also, I'm not going to exploit our relationship in order to get it. And sure. so if you're telling me that you cannot give me that thing, I will respect that and walk away. And I will respect if, like you want to discontinue a relationship with me basically is, is what he's your relationship with me is more important than the thing that I've been sent here to do. Right. And I'm not willing to use you right in order to just get that thing. And how often do you know people in real life? Maybe you've done this, you know, I know I've, I've done it in some points where you've used position and relationship with people to, to move forward, um, to, to kind of like, crawl on top of people to to go a rung up on the ladder or whatever it is and you know again with love thy nerd we talk about relationships being really the the way that we do everything everything is through relationships and so if we're using people as projects or if we're using people as a means to get the thing that we need in this case you know elrond with you know with durin when you're presented with that moment what do you do like do you do you move forward with that and do the thing that you you know that you should not do, or do you love your friend well in that moment and do the thing that they need, you know, which is for you to be there for them. And so, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a really interesting thing. And I will say that I, I feel like the linchpin of all that, the linchpin of all that is the, the third party 
Duran's wife. I cannot remember her name. Disa. Disa. She is, she's the mediator to all of this. And when two people are going Gosh, at each other. Like, like if you did dogs. not love Disa, I do not know what's wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, it. <laughs> she she brings them together and. There she, was just so much I loved about her character. She's she's what Duran needs. She's the hard hand that he needs to to jar him from things. She doesn't speak sweetly to him. Oh, she did not. She speaks to him in the way that he needs to to hear it. Uh huh. And she puts him in a position, but then she turns around and she speaks to Elrond in a way that he'll understand where Duran is and what you know how he's dealing with his father and like all this stuff. And so it's really interesting that. She is that middle person, the mediator mm -hmm. that brings them back together. And then from there, they have to do the work, right? Like the mediator doesn't fix things. They just bring people to a center spot. Mm -hmm. And with LTN, you know, this is a love under podcast. With LTN, that's what we try to do. We try to create those spaces in the middle where people can have conversations when they're on two completely different sides um, of rings of power was good. Rings of Power was bad, you know, kind of those kinds of, of deals. Which happens with every single, single well-loved fandom, you know, whatever the most recent installation yep. is, is either the best or the worst, depending on which side you fall on. Well, and I mean, even it's, it, it's going to, it makes this series. No, it breaks this series. <laughs> like, ah, okay. I mean, even spiritually speaking, um, you know, Peter and Paul had a sharp divide mm -hmm. um, and it, made them go completely separate ways. And I could only imagine what that was like at the time. Mm -hmm. Probably was just bonkers nuts. Yeah. But then they were able to come back together. And so like I, we, we long for reconciliation. Um, and that to me. Peter like, and Paul or Paul and Barnabas? Uh, well, bo both of them actually. Uh, mm -hmm. They both had um, pretty sharp divides between the two of them. Um, the three of them, I guess, actually. Who's the common denominator there? Um, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think that it's, uh, it's, it's interesting um, to look at that. And I really appreciated and loved that, um, that that story, that relationship, at least in season one, had just about everything I was looking for. Yeah. I mean, it, it full arc. Yeah. Full arc. And so we'll see kind of how that flows into. It was a very forward. like. Yeah. Interesting. And, and yeah, yeah. Fulfilling yeah, is the right word. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we do have a Church Nerds weekly verse for you and also a nerdy recommendation right here on the Church Nerds podcast. What's up, nerd? Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie 24-7. Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts, many of which air on LTN Radio before they're available anywhere else. Join us at ltnonair.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app. Final round, fight! 
Well, to close out our show today, we do have a nerdy recommendation for you, and it's Giving Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you thought it was going to be, but obviously it's Giving Tuesday. And the beauty of it is, is that at the time of this recording and at the time of this listening, if you're listening to it as it drops um, on Friday, you can go to lovethynerd.com slash giving. Um, lovethynerd.com slash give, I'm sorry. Um, and that will allow you to be a part of the actual Giving Tuesday fundraiser that we're doing. The beauty of it is, is that after that, you can just go to lovethynerd.com slash partner. You can give one-time gifts there or also set up recurring giving if you would like to do that. We are doing this thing year-round. This is my full-time job. Um, this is the thing that I do 100% of the time. And so as you're giving to this, you're helping us to move forward and do more of this ministry, whether it be podcasts or video shows or anything like that. So as you give to LTN, these are the kinds of things that you give. Hey, Nomad, thank you so much for those gifted subs. Much appreciated. Um, hey, um, so that is Giving Tuesday, exclamation point, give in the chat or lovethynerd.com slash give. We'll take you there. Um, Anna, what is our Church Nerds weekly verse? Ah, okay. Um, this would have made more sense if I had been able to do my last little bit that I was hoping to get to about how to recognize the signs of healthy and unhealthy uh, friendships. But Proverbs twelve twenty six says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Mm. So you got to be careful. It's big time important. You've got to be careful. I think sometimes, you know, it's not that we can't have relationships with people who are Mm -hmm. not, you know, living the same way that we live or or anything like that. But as far as those relationships that you really hold near and dear to your heart, it's kind of important to carefully evaluate them and make sure that they're healthy and good for you and and non-toxic or else you're going to end up sort of a mess. Yeah. And knowing that you don't have to stay in those toxic relationships. You do not have to. It's actually better if you don't. And if you're looking for a place to meet a lot of uh, pretty cool non-toxic people, I would recommend going to lovethynerd.com slash discord. That's where we do the bulk of our relationships outside of personal stuff or playing games together or whatever. A lot of that goes on daily on the regs in Discord. So once again, lovethynerd.com slash Discord. Love to talk to you more about that. If you have any questions, head on over there. Talk to our good buddy, Silver. She'll get you all set up and uh, show you around. Anything that you need, she's going to be there for you. But I think that that's probably going to wrap it up for us here on this super duper exciting Giving Tuesday live stream version of the Church Shirts podcast. We did it. Of which I do not know um, how often we will do that. (laughs) Probably not that often with our children, the ages that one of them is right now. Yes, it is hard enough for just me to be able to do any kind of live streaming, let alone both like parents. Like if we have a parent who can like fight people off of the door yeah. and handle the screaming and whatnot. Yeah, because right now snacks aren't holding it. They're just not... Not quite. No. Not quite. The line is not holding with the snacks. <laughs> um, so, hey, do us a favor. Head on over to our social media at Love Thy Nerd on all the major platforms. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I say Twitter, maybe not Twitter for much longer, but uh, 
we're trying out a lot of new things um but for right now yes over on twitter um so check us out there um and also you can find us ltn radio each and every friday morning we are live and in charge on that we're not but the episode is some some somebody is this episode will air live on uh this friday um, on ltn radio at ltnonair.com or on the live 365 app just download it and search for ltn radio yeah on, on black friday on black friday Ta-da. hey just uh try using um code churchers at checkout and just see what happens everywhere <laughs> who knows might work might not Um, Well, hey, once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next time on another episode of Church Nerds, which I think the next one is going to be our final episode of the season. Plus a Christmas special. Plus one Christmas Eve Eve special. Yes. Yeah. But hey, if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerds. Jesus loves you, nerds.